Blog Talk Radio. people out there, this is La Cosa Nostra Radio with Lou and Jay, open poetry night, and we're glad that everyone here with us, La Cosa Nostra, has been heard in over 80 nations around the world, and we're glad to have you um, climb aboard this uh, this journey with us. Uh, we are so happy to see everybody here, and uh La Cosa Nostra is a family unit. 
located on allpoetry.com, allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. Now, let's bring in the sexy people, and let's start with the boss herself, Boo. Hey, Boo. (laughs) Hey, how are you? How are you, Sexy? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Um, I'm going to continue on to the calls here, and let's welcome in uh, Polly. Hello, Polly. Polly. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, I was fingers are fat. Too fat for the year. What was that? I was just going to bother you today. As a matter of fact, I was just thinking that. How weird. I was going to stalk you today and see where you were at. You just oh, took care well, of that one. You wouldn't be the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I invited I, him first. Okay. I'm sure you got a line, <laughs> my friend. See, she, does, she, she never <laughs> believes that I'm able to uh, to contact everybody, but I do. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And today... Today, Polly, you're number one, so that means yeah, that, mine's pretty long. <laughs> that means that Salwa gets knocked down to number two. Hey, Salwa. Hey. Hello, Salwa. You missed it. How are you? Yes. Hello, guys. How are you, everyone? I just woke up. That's I just okay. fell asleep. Actually, I I literally what? just said woke up and said, "Oh, the show." <laughs> there you go. Perfect timing. Yeah, well, you, you you've entered you've entered the night of the sexy people. Okay, so glad oh, to yeah. have you on board. All the sexy people. <laughs> All right. Now, continuing with sexy people, let's welcome to the show Rack. Hey, Rack, how you doing? Oh, I must Rack, have too. The sexy people? Uh, no, no, no. That's you. Smart asses. <laughs> I was looking for the smart asses. Oh, you're in the wrong place. No, you're not. Either. <laughs> well, you can't going? have one without the other around here. <laughs> and we see out on the board is Joe Moon. Hey, Moon, how you doing, brother? Sexy. <laughs> Joining the sexy people. That's right. We're all sexy around here. <laughs> so I'm glad to have everybody here. I think what I'm going to start with, Boo, and I, and, I, and I really, really think this. Let's let's get Boo in a mood, folks. Let, let's let's cheer Boo up. Uh, so, <laughs> Boo, are you ready to go in, get into a mood? Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> what? What? Have I been? Have I ever done anything to embarrass you before? Come on. Oh. Don't answer that. <laughs> Don't, don't answer that. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. <laughs> she was scared. <laughs> okay. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. All right. Let's get let's get Boo into the mood with some Rick. So yeah, I knew Boo. it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> some blossom like sunstruck wounds by Rick Howe. These flowers do not grow in bordered gardens, regimented in paraded rows, but in wastelands wild disordered, pushing between scrapyard rust and cracks in paving slabs, 
They rise from where they are thrown, not planted, cast sown to find life in thin soil, or to shrivel, cracked, dry upon stone, spoiled. They shall never be a corsage, a bouquet, a presentation of love held by a bride vivid in her joy, or a solemn, beautiful statement of melancholy and remembrance, bowed in muted vigil alongside the inevitable casket. They clash in hybrid wonders, along roadside verges, tar-coloured, sagging within guttering over sun-lacerated windows, along the littered lengths of canal banks near, far, they thrive, fecund and magnificent where they must, in quiet eloquence. There you go. I... I, I really like this poem because it, it talks more about um about the the um the wildflower that's kind of overlooked. The wildflower that uh, people really are not paying that close attention to and they're just passing it over. And I I think that this is a um, a brilliant rendition um to find something like that. So um, uh, I think that he did a wonderful job. I want to say hi to Irish, who is, of course, on hold and going to stay there listening to the show. Great to have you around, Irish. And let's get some comments for Rick. And let me start with Sella. Oh, his voice. Uh, thank you for the uh, tweet. His voice, the reading is incredible, as always, very moving. I agree with you, JC. I love flowers, any form of flowers. And the wildest one, I think, have the most beautiful uh, shape and just to, to grow. It's amazing. And I work in, where I work, there's a lot of wildflowers in the field. I just literally, sometimes I take a break, I just my eyes, I can help with my eyes. See it and I take pictures, I enjoy it. It's beautiful. And you see the honey, the butterflies around them and birds. They're absolutely beautiful. And the way he put it, it's like um, uh, you talk about almost presentation of love uh, that you take when someone, um, of course, is a bouquet presenting of love, her held by a bride, vivid in her joy. Um, just gave them so much presence. It's all a beautiful statement of a melancholic, remembered, bold, and muted visual. Um, but we use them in, in, in happy moment and sad moment. And also you see them from your window, on the canal. They have this magnificent, they are magnificent. Uh, just I love the, the simplicity of the poem. <coughs> make um, uh, just the flowers present, very present. And I really enjoyed it very much. Excellent, excellent comment. All right. Boo, what do you think? Can I go next? Oh, did you hear Rick's sound club, Boo? Yeah, I heard it. I just wanted to read it again. Okay, okay. I understand that. She's stuck on the voice again. Uh, Rack, go ahead. 
<laughs> she's been hypnotized. His voice, I won't say it's distracting, but it definitely complements the words that he uses. And, and uh, you know, this is no exception. Um, the, the subject of the flowers and the, the idea of, you know, some being rare and wild and things like that, he brings that out beautifully. And he mentions, you know, just um, puts them in, in the in the right setting when he when he mentions you know not being uh, a bride's bouquet and things like that and to- totally um changes the perspective of some of them you know um it's just very captivating and, and um it, it lets your mind run away with the metaphors that he, it was really well excellent and boo Can everybody hear me? Phone's jacking me up. No, it's not you. It's me. I did have okay. everyone know that I did the phone, thank God, but I don't have it set up at the moment. So that's how you But um, his voice is amazing. But this is something. I, I, I mean, I know this is about a lot more than flowers. I mean, that's what I see. Metaphor. Yeah. Thing where they're thrown and then cracked, uh, cracked dry upon stone. So. This is about, I mean, I see like people that throw other people away and they don't see their beauty and they don't want to stick around to see them grow and that's their loss. Um, that's what I see and it's beautifully done. And his voice, I could listen to it all day. Wonderful, wonderful comment. And Polly, you want to say anything? Polly? You get Polly? I'm asking him right now. Hmm. Polly, are you on mute? Man, I said all that on mute. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were just you thought that was just awesome comment on Oh my goodness. Let me start over. <laughs> it was a really good comment too. Um <laughs> the part where he talked about the best. that that uh, he, he was at the he appreciates not being thrown as a bouquet of flowers, you know. And 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 Boo testifying about you know throwing people away you know at their peak you know you cut them down and and, and they're, they're at their most beautiful you know and uh, people just take them for granted throw them throw them behind them without even looking where they're going and that was my take no and the I first agree comment with it. was a lot totally more poetic that was, that was good. <laughs> No, that was a great pick up on that. That actually went quite well. Um, and let's all uh, turn to the door as uh, we just had someone walk in through the door. And everyone say hello to Sticky. Hey, Sticky. Hi, everyone. Sticky, 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 Sticky. Yeah, there you go. Sticky, Sticky. All from the Northeast say Sticky, Sticky. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. All right. All right. I think what we're going to do here, uh, we will go ahead and uh, let Polly um, read his poem next. So, Polly, you are up. Can you hear me? We hear you perfect. Okay. There we go. So, this is a take on Jamiroquai's. Virtual insanity. Oh, cool. Um, I've been working on this for like two weeks. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, it better be nice. good, Paul. I'm kidding. You know, <laughs> it could be better. It can always um, be better. Oh, yeah. 
So here we go. If you do the shit I've been through the past few years, you'll never be able to handle it. Uh, it's a wonder I, I still can breathe pollution, cancer-causing brown soot we call air. But nothing will ever change the way we live because we can always take and never, ever give back again. Uh, oh, what time is it? I have to take my meds because in my head is where the chemical imbalance is. <clears throat> my future is made of virtual insanity because every, every now and then I feel imprisoned by my by my own thoughts and self-oppression because I have because I have no future of reality just this virtual insanity it's only when I'm self-destructing that I'm at my very best I'll have to word out uh, doctor's warning that isolation is the enemy so alone I sit for most of this pandemic, cursing at the television. It's the only thing talking back at me. Uh, and there's no sound. It It's only going to get worse, you see, because my future is made of virtual insanity. Seems like whenever I make a little progress, Something always knocks me back on my heels of my feet. I do my best not to hit the ground, but when I do, it makes a sound. I'm living a life with nothing to show for it, no legacy, no no prodigy to carry on my name. And before you say, I have a cousin on my mama's side that you may impregnate. <laughs> Mm, nah, I have seen your cousin, and I'm not that sick in the head anyway. <clears throat> Sorry, but that boat has sailed years and years, times 10, yesterday. Because our future is made of virtual insanity in the phone. I like it. I like it. it Dang, it's, crickets, it's a man. Good... That was bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it was good. It, it, it had a good uh, spin to it. And you always went back to that refrain of of uh, virtual insanity, virtual insanity. Yeah, we are uh, caught in a web of virtual insanity in our lives where everything that uh, we rely so much on, on um, electronics, we, on the, the digital age, the virtual age uh-huh. that it just absolutely tears us up at times when we tr- when we're trying to process uh, what it is when it's not meant to be a, a human process in itself. You know, it's exactly. what are we communicating? Are we communicating with another person? Are we communicating with whatever's on our phone or our computer? Exactly. It's like we we there went through go. all these emotions for people we've never even been face to face with, you know, and it's, it's exactly uh, insanity. You gotta, you gotta be willing to, to make the effort to get face to face time. 
Otherwise, exactly. this isn't going to work. Um, Sticky, what do you think about that? I think this was, like, a really courageous and, like, brave right, because it was really personal in a lot of ways, like, admitting a lot, like, a very, like, a lot of self-exploration and, like, personal stuff in this right, you know? But I also think there's so many things in it that are, I don't know, like, universal, especially among artists and poets, you know? Um, I think a lot of poets and writers and just artists in general feel like exactly what you said, that they're at their best in a way when they're at their most self-destructive when they're the most creative or feeling like life is the most like, meaningful or purposeful, when they're at their most self-destructive, you know, ironically enough. Right. And, that, and that part where you say, they, that, you know, a life with nothing to show for it, no legacy, no prodigy to carry on my name, I think that, that touched me too because I think that's why a lot of writers write and produce. It, it does leave something behind that will live longer than we will, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. your, your poetry alone is, like, a little bit of an answer to that, I feel like, you know. But it's a really thought-provoking piece. Yeah, I really like this poem very much. It's a very brave, brave write, I feel like. Thank you, yes. Yeah, um, Lister Banks said it best, you know. It's what this great art is about, you know, our pain, you know. So mm-hmm. that's where it comes from. No, you're right about that. Um, talking about pain – Broken hearts bleed. A uh, little, little <laughs> shameless plug for Rack. Rack, what do you think about this? Nice segue. I, I can, yeah, I can, I can relate to the insanity. Uh, uh, the the uh, idea that that I I pulled this um, is actually really clever. Um, you know, because uh, so many of us are trying to kind of move into the virtual world more and more. But you know, if if that's where we're moving and and it's virtual insanity, it's kind of like you know. Bringing the insanity into your life, you know, it, it it starts off virtual, but it it's way into your real life. So, yeah, this is very clever. I, I liked it. I have to get and, taken. And rack. Yeah, rack. While we're in that segue, talk about the uh, next about this Saturday coming up. <laughs> uh, it's uh, a, a little a little thought on um, obsession when love turns into obsession. It's, it starts off all nice, but wh- wh- where's that line? When do you cross it? Cross it you know, it's uh, one of those mm-hmm. things where you know a relationship can break in so many different ways, and um, you know, kind of in the aftermath when it uh, turns into something that it was never meant to be. That you know what? That's that's one of my favorite <laughs> songs from the 1980s, "Human League Obsession." Yeah, I, gotta I loved, <laughs> I loved that song. That was absolutely yeah. wonderful. Yeah. All right. Let me get a comment from Boo, and then we're gonna move on to the next poem. Yeah, I thought you did great. I agree with Sticky. I thought it was brave for you to put your personal stuff out there, especially about leaving a legacy and that ship has already sailed, and the bit of sadness that went with that, and um. I think a lot of us but, can uh, relate to that. You know, I, I for one, one wanted more kids, but I wasn't uh-huh. planning to have my husband either. Right. Um, so I get, I get that. And I love that song, by the way. I have my version of that one, too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, Go figure. Great. And you put great your heart out there, and, and that made it even worse. And I thought it was great. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, when I was writing, I was cracking up. I was doing a rewrite this morning, and I was just laughing. I don't know why, but it was pretty funny to me. 
some of the words I chose to put oh. in there to rhyme. All right, before we move on to another uh, poem, we got a couple people that just walked through the door arm in arm. I, I wow, I'm I'm surprised at this one, but uh, let's let's all welcome in uh, Be- Becky and Sin. Wow, welcome you two, <laughs> arm in arm. Go figure. We missed you, Becky. We missed you, Becky. I've walked with me everywhere. <laughs> it's not you, Becky. It's not not the first time I've walked with sin. No, yeah. I'm going to put a restraining order out on you, Becky. You better stop this. Oh, oh please! Stop. <laughs> Becky's going to be in that obsession Becky show. Might like be <laughs> Becky might like yeah. to be restrained. Becky might like to be restrained. Yeah. Now, now, be now Boo did did. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, we switched Becky to thir- to this Friday, right? I think we did. Yeah. 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 Okay. Becky, do you have a plan for this Friday? I do not. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) pressure. No No pressure. (laughs) I do not. Excellent. Everybody, everybody get ready for a surprise this Friday. Excellent. There you go. I'm on the back plane. Becky, I got to make you if you want it. Okay. All right. Since okay. Halloween is coming up, how about uh, mask? Ma- oh, I like it. I like it. Definitely. I'll be I'll be putting something up probably tomorrow for everyone. Look, yep. All right. right. Yeah. That'd be fun. Now talking, now talking about uh, Halloween, Halloween happens to be a very special day for La Costa Nostra Radio. Because that is our birthday, and it's our, actually our second anniversary that we are uh, we are celebrating as a radio show and Blog Talk Radio. You know, um, just think about it this way: uh, we have been heard in over 80 nations, over 11,000 times, in less than. Um, in, in less than two years, that absolutely wow. blows my mind. That and you know, and we don't, we've never run every single day. We've never run every single day, so we we do do this about three to four times a week, and we're still able to pull in this many people and have this great support. And we couldn't do any of what we do without everybody out there. So definitely take a look for that. Uh, we have a contest running uh, for our anniversary. We're giving away a gold membership and a silver membership. Um, this is the, the contest is on acceptance. Um, Boo, I'm going to give you a little uh, chore to do. Make uh, Check our email, see if we've gotten any of the messages from uh, other nations that I've been asking for for the last few shows. But if you're from... Outside of the United States, we want to hear from you. We want to know where everybody's uh, listening in from because 5% of our, of our uh, listening audience is from Chile. I want to know everybody in Chile, who, who's listening? We have 3% of our listening audience from Germany, and it, that, that's awesome. Germany has been growing. So if you're from, if you're from Deutschland, Please um, send us a message. It's uh, LCN Poetry Group 
uh, at gmail.com, lcmpoetrygroup at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. What's that? We can use Skype for free to call. Not the greatest, but, I mean, if they wanted to call. Yes. Anybody who wants to call, they, they do have a system on on Blog Talk Radio now that is set up for Skype that you can call for free. Um, just uh, search it in, in Blog Talk Radio, and you can find it. So we we, we do take Skype callers on this, on this show, and we look forward to hearing from you. Um, our show for – we have a topic up for our show for the 31st on um, – Lacoste Nostra in, in topic area. We're putting up a couple wheels. We're we're getting the kinks out of them, making sure that they work right. And what we're going to do is have you spin each of the wheels. One of the wheels is going to give you a monster. The other wheel is going to give you something to about uh, second anniversaries. And what we ask you to do is put yourself in that monster's shoes and write a poem based off the word you're given. This is a challenge for everybody. It's screwed up. They're this screwed up a, monsters, like some of them. <laughs> Ooh. We, we, will get, we will get the monsters back. So we, we will get all this taken care of, and this is no, a challenge for all you guys. I, I know you guys are the best poets. You're the best poets in the underground. So we want to see you step up and shine and give us something spectacular. Plus, we will also feature the poems in our contest on that show as well. So we're looking forward to it. And I, I haven't run this past Boo, but what I'd like to do is we're not going to judge that contest until live on the show. We will be assigning gold and silver and bronze and so on live during the show we're going to announce who wins the gold membership and who wins the silver membership. So that's something to check out. Cool. All right. Now let's see where we're going to go to from there. I know there's a lot to take in folks, but this is, this is the most exciting time of the year for us. This is the time of the year that, that uh, we really look forward to, and we hope we can just spread our message, spread the love, and spread the joy uh, through everything that we go through and everything that we do, because you guys are incredibly awesome. You guys are why me and Boo do this. You guys are why we are here every single day. And here we go. Here we go. I'm moving on to the poems. Remember, if someone is here and needs to cut out early, please message me. Please message me on um, Blog Talk so I can get you guys going right and get you going. In the meantime, we are going to let Sawa read her poem after I grab a couple more phone lines. And first of all, let's welcome to the show, Randall. How are you doing, Randall? How are you doing? Hi, Randall. Gracious, good evening, guys. How are you? Hi, Randall. Hi. Hey, Randall. Hey, guys. Hi, hi. All right. And let me also welcome to the show, Rose. 
Hey, Rose. Hey. How you doing? Hey, Rose. Yeah. Hey. Good Hi, to you. hear you. Good to hear you. All right. You All right. What we're going to do is we're going to let Sal read. And uh, what I do also want to remind everybody is we ha- we have to have etiquette here on the show. So if uh, you're called on to comment, um, if, if someone's called to comment, let them finish their comment and don't just jump in uh, and try to interject yourself because we're trying to be uh, – kind to everyone here and respect everybody everybody and do them well so we want everybody to get their fair shake so Sawa, you may are I, up may i comment may i comment on body quickly uh, poem before uh, I, before i read mine oh, oh. well i guess you can no? <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you can yeah, yes I, I just think I, I like Sticky. He's very personal, very courageous. Really, that's what came to my mind from the beginning. It's like almost thought we're in prison and need to get out. That's how I felt. And you just let them loose, uh, which is very brilliant the way you did it. Just very raw. Nothing, just whatever came to your mind, you put there. And um, and, and really, we, even though it's personal, we can relate to it. My favorite lines, and I love everything, but my favorite lines... Um, where is it? Uh, always, oops, I lost it now. I'm sorry, but nothing good. I can't find them now. Sorry, <laughs> that's right. About it earlier. Yes. Um, anyhow, the doctor I think said, but not and the isolation enemy is so true. When we are alone for so long, it's dangerous and you feel like you're going crazy. We need people. That's what human beings are meant to connect with others. Um, even though we have to sometimes virtually, but it is, it can lead to something else sometimes, and sometimes no, it doesn't. Great, great, great point. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Now, mm-hmm. my pleasure. And let me refresh and go to mine. Um, it climbed way up there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it down again. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I was talking. Okay. Um, this poem is called I Shall Not Remember. Je ne m'en souviendrai pas, non ricordero. I'm going to read it in French first, for, um, as you feel like me to read it in French. Je ne me souviendrai pas des larmes de mes yeux, tant que mes sourires les remplacent. Pourtant, quelques larmes restent cachées dans la vallée de la douleur. Et ma vie rencontrera plus de larmes et plus de sourires des larmes pour emporter la, ma tristesse et des sourires pour adoucir mon cœur. Des larmes et des sourires demeurant témoins d'un cœur en vie à jamais. I cannot remember tears of my eyes as long my smile replaced them. Yet some tears remain hidden in the valley of soreness and my life will meet more tears and more smiles. Tears to wash away my sadness and smiles to soften my heart. Tears and smiles will remain witnesses of a living heart forever. And um, I guess I'm going to stop here because a lot of reading. <laughs> so um, here we go. End of poem. Hello? Dead silent. <laughs> Still Sorry, I muted myself. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I re- I was I, I was just uh, talking to you like a poet laureate would, but um, not really. But that's fine. I, I like to <laughs> think so. Um, but uh, what I do want to say is I, I love how you constantly 
turned around and went with uh, tears, tears, tears. That's always a, an interesting um, subject, an interesting concept to, to hop on because when when you talk about tears, there's just so many ways tears can come. And um, and like I said, I just I just love that uh, tears and smiles will remain witnesses. Of a living heart forever. The tears are a perfect definition of emotion because they can go, they can rock the spectrum. You can have tears from crying, from being sad, of course, crying. Yeah, you're always crying. (laughs) That was a stupid answer, (laughs) but you can have them from being sad. You can have tears from laughing too hard. I, how many of you have had that? I know I have. Yeah. <laughs> and then and the, and then you can have tears from out of complete joy. Tears are are yeah. such a perfect uh, rendition, a perfect example of the human, the human category itself. Now, before we get a comment from you, I want to welcome to the show Blue Autumn. Hey, Blue, how you doing? I'm not doing too bad. I know. Not too bad. Hey. Good. That's good. All right. Let me get uh, let me get some uh, comments for Sal's poem. I'm gonna start with Rose. Rose, what do you think? Oh, I thought it was really great. I love the opening stanza. Um, how she tied away the tears of sadness with the tears of watching in her eyes. I really enjoyed that, and I thought it was done sensitively, and I really enjoyed it. Very good. Thank you. Wonderful. And um, Randall, what do you think? Uh, I think Sally hits on something that's really important here and why uh, uh, there's so much more confusion going on under the conditions we're under because, uh, especially with the masks, Smiles are a big deal. If you get one a day, it may change your day. And it's hard to see them behind the masks. Um, And they're necessary things here. And so are the tears. Um, And I like the way you phrased it, Salwa. I thought you did a fantastic job. Thank you, Randy. Wonderful, wonderful comment. Uh, Becky. I think it's interesting how your imagery of tears um, is what jumped out to everyone. Um, mentioned uh, several times by, by all of your commenters, but what struck me is that it wasn't just about tears. It was about an exchange between tears and smiles. It is about both. In fact, your first two lines capture it. I shall not remember tears of my eyes as long as my smiles replaced them. So it wasn't about tears. It was about smiles. <laughs> and it was about <laughs> smiles and tears both um, and the interchange and um, the, um, the blending that happens in life of tears and smiles. So I just wanted to point that out because um, I think you mentioned a smile as many times as you did a tear. It's beautiful. I love the message, Sawa. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, Sin, I'm going to let you make the last comment. We're throwing your uh, poem onto the board. I, I took this as uh, reminding me a lot of something I wrote earlier today. Um, in, 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 in the tears, we have to remember that through it all, there is a grounding of of happiness and, and love uh, there behind all the and and sorrow and you've got to hold on to that and I feel that that this poem is exactly a uh, epitome of that holding on to the good life and I think you did a great job writing it. Thank you, Senator. <laughs> I heard that. Yes, passive by sure. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Oh, I don't apologize. Okay. I'm going to put yours up there. Okay. It is up. Uh, it's, oh, okay. Eliminating waste. All right. Can we go ahead? All right. Eliminating waste. It will drill your resolve like crunching of rotted teeth. Summarize the point stood from until there's more than the known. Often I find it slithering like death feeders rooting about wooden corpse parades. See that quiver and express facial wince shows nostril flare, um, familiar foul air. Rapidly intrusive like bounty hunters amongst lamister encounters, shocking occurrence. Peculiarities are the brash commonality we find in our recollections lying about disarray. Wearing mismatched socks of sanity's one-off as we slip jackets straight again. Running about face with these notions errantly. Chopped under malicious vigor, where do we place these appendages that never held comfort in the same complaint? Roll inside out in the cross paths of soft, lowly, insolent, degenerate displays, brimming like a shooting star in another space. It all explodes, no fizzle, eliminating waste. NP. Quickie for you. Good one. Sawa. Um, what do you think is in soul? Oh, am, am, am I on mute? Jeez, I, I didn't realize I was on mute. Ugh. I always have to read it twice for, for Sinister because, yeah, it's very deep. <laughs> I have to read it twice. I'm so sorry. I, uh, I, I need to read it one more time. Sorry about that. Give me one, one more minute to read it again. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. You, you can take your time on it. Uh, Sin, what I wanted to say personally is that uh, this was just hard-hitting, hard-biting, We've uh, talked about, uh, I, I, I like in Polly's poem, how we talked about the, uh, the uh, pr- pretty much the, uh, re- the reliance on electronic devices. And are we really communicating with people? Or are we communicating with the device itself? And uh, it, it's just kind of like a... Um, a uh, a cutting a, a a tearing up of the um, the human condition itself um, in, in turning us into something that's self reliant on something else and where ultimately our lives do become that sort of um, that sort of waste that you're talking about here the illuminating waste where we have all of this stuff that is supposed to be absolutely enlightening us, absolutely giving us all the intelligence in the world, yet we're losing the ability to communicate and to um, 
rely on each other and rely on who we are itself. So I, I think that um, I think ultimately your poem worked very well with Polly's poem, and it was well put. And I would love for Polly to make the first comment on this. Yeah, the role is just here that. <clears throat> You read it so fast, I had to re- reread it myself. I found it late. Um, chopped under malicious vigor. Uh, where do we place these uh, appendages uh, that never held uh, comfort in the same uh, complaint, compliant role inside uh, the crisscrosses paths? But that's just like, wow, man. <laughs> the crisscrossing paths of. The entire world, and and, and you, they're at war with with these technologies, you know. And they train these young kids on video games. They act like they're playing a video game, you know. And really, they're out there murdering people. So that's what I get from that, and and, and the 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 repercussions of of mental health from that is mind bending. Um, they said that's what I took away from this poem very well written thank you man and um, Sal you you got you got a chance to reread it yes I sure did Um, the title got my attention to say eliminating eliminating is something that makes you see things and the waste is the opposite it's like a juxtaposing two contrasts the eliminating and the waste. So there's something in there that we don't see maybe in there or make us think of it or I'm, I'm trying to understand the title. And then if you drill in that, in this eliminating, like a crunching, there's um, uh, summarize the point to firm until there's more known to known. I think that's like if you look into stuff that we don't maybe think of, we can drill in, we can find something that eliminates us. Uh, that's what I take from the first uh, stanza and the title. And then um, you give example, uh, where is it? Where There's something about the young girl got my attention. The smile, I can't find it now. What's wrong with me today? I'm so, <laughs> I can't find my words. Uh, whoa, whoa, I can't find it. The girl, something in the face. Wearing mismatched socks of sanity's one as we slip jackets straight again, running about face of these notions errantly I again wearing socks of sanity mismatch not even the same nothing really we're human being we we have two sides of us I think I, I'm trying to understand it's very complex and very deep and abstract this time um, and then the smile I cannot this is my favorite one the smile but I cannot find it I'm going cuckoo <laughs> I really can't find it I think I'm uh, trying too hard there's something about smile, smile, a girl with a smile, which is my imagination. I remember you, this line. That's the one I got my attention. I can't find it. But anyway, um, so I need to read it multiple times, really, to give it more justice. Uh, but that's, that's what I got. And I'm not sure if I'm in the right direction or not about the elimination and the waste. All right. Um, Joseph... Joseph Moon said, outstanding raw ink and abstract with fine metaphors has a dark, witty Bukowski feel or appeal. 
Honored. Thank you, Joseph. And uh, Randall, I'll let you have the last comment on this, and then we're going to put your poem up next. Uh, you know, uh, I agree with you, Jay. I also a uh, um, felt a uh, uncertainty um, moving through the piece, especially on that false knowledge that we hold on to so much, um, which is so much of it's useless information and trying to reach out for something more than that. Um, I thought the metaphors and the uh, word tracing were spectacular. Yeah. Well done. Thank you, Randall. Excellent. And Randall, your poem is on the board. All right. Uh, it's written for a contest where I had to, uh, I'll give it a little bit of a specific poet. And the poet that was given to me to do was uh, Milton, who wrote Paradise Lost. Anyway, this isn't from that piece. This is another one from uh, um, another flair of his works. But anyway, uh, it's called Footsteps in Fall. Risk come westward changes when thin air scurries across forgotten dreams in a stutter of autumn winds. Now defining all the walks. Though fallen shades lie scattered in lifeless abandonment. Crushed leaves speak with crackling tongues. Becoming brittle on circular paths. In dialects of snapping laughter. And tall as the graceful sway of vigilant sentinels. When strong willows curtsy their long limbs to honor God. Besieged by casual green and languid repose. Fresh. Is dawn's spear of the morning, awake and moving, keen upon time's dwindling doorsteps, dependent on wooden canes, not yet reaching desperate ages. So I gather simple moments and coffers made of gold memories before winter strikes these broken wheels with cold knives to hinder oval walks as visions become the only real adventures requiring a final witness. End of poem. There's something about this poem, and I'm going to dig a little bit further into this. And I, I don't think you're necessarily talking about seasons as physical, but seasons in a person's life. Um, mm-hmm. When you're when you're talking about uh, before winter strikes with these broken wheels, with cold knives to hinder oval walks, you, you're almost talking about not necessarily the uh, the winter of of the the earth but but more more or less the um the twilight of a person's life i think that this is a, a spectacular piece that kind of describes um you know what is when you're in this life yourself you need to grab a hold of what's around you and not let it go not let it fall apart not let it fall from your hands Enjoy what it is because you never know when that winter is finally going to be here and everything is done. So I I think that this piece is spectacular in that um, that that light. <clears throat> uh, I think the metaphors are absolutely ideal, and you did a wonderful job. Wow, thank you, Jay, for your perception. Thank you, brother. 
And let me get a comment from Becky. So, Randall, I had um, an entire semester in college of John Milton. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I had him coming out of my pores. Um, But I have to tell you, without a shadow of a doubt, that I like your poetry better than his. Um, You know, (laughs) you you capture um, his elegance and the um, spirituality and, and the messages that he imparted um, particularly of aging, and I love how you did that, especially with the the wonderful fall imagery. Can't tell you how much I love the the um, the crushed leaves speaking. Oh my goodness, with the crackling tongues and the snapping laughter, uh, you can just hear mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, in the fall with the leaves covering uh, the ground, and you even talk them becoming in of the circular path. Everything is so vivid and there's more emotion. Like I was saying, I like your poetry better because it is more um, relatable to me. It, um, it, it has more of a human, you know, humanity to it. Um, His was so far removed, I think from what I could relate to, but I think you did a brilliant job. He's a master for sure, um, and and he did really really well. Well written, Randall. You always impress me with your poetry. You know, thank you, dear, so much for your graciousness. You're very welcome. And uh, Sticky, what did you think? Oh wow, I thought this was really gorgeous. And to me, something about that third stanza in particular, and Paul is the graceful sway of vigilant sentinels when strong willows curtsy their long limbs to honor God. Ooh, that made, that made the little hairs on my arms stand up. That was, that was so, so gorgeous. And I loved the emphasis on, like, briskness, the brisk, fresh, like Jay was saying, and how that's interwoven with, like, the more sorrowful, like, exploration of loss and change, you know, or the loss that change entails. Um, but with, like, a beautiful sort of, like, acceptance and like living in the momentness, the zen of it that Jay was talking about, you know. And I thought some of that was reflected in the imagery of, of the oval, the oval and the circular, the oval walks and the circular paths. I loved that. Yeah. There was like a comfort in this, even though it was about a more, it, it struck a more sorrowful tone, like a darker tone in, in moments, you know. But like it was comforting this poem. I thought it was so lovely. Oh, thank you so much, dear. I appreciate it. Yeah, I take well, a lot of get rocks, kind of take, throw take. shit around. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry? Or, yeah, was that really blue? Oh. Yes. No, this is Polly. Oh. oh, okay. Polly, go ahead. I wanted to comment on, on the stanza, too, as well. It, it, this speaks volumes to me because... He talks about uh, through the through the fallen shadows lies scattered and, and lies abandoned. He's talking about the ancestors that walked before this one. You know, as he's walking through the paths, their their circular paths, he could hear them them speaking through the crackling of the the fallen branches or, or leaves that, that he uh, they traipse through, and and, and uh, it's so deep. This this one stanza is so deep. It, 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 it's very beautiful. 
how you captured Thank that. Thank you, my friend. You um, picked up on something that I uh, didn't know if anyone would, and you did. You picked up with trees that speak in those ancient tongues, your forefathers. Yes. Mm-hmm. My grandfather used to speak of that to me when I was a young child. Very cool. Ring them and up. Here's what Joe's. They could go. Here's what. And when they get older, it's not depart from them. Right. Here's what Joseph Moon said on the board. Wonderful, right, Brother Bard? Excellent use of English diction and metaphoric, metaphorical brilliant. Milton would be proud. Salute. Uh, and, and before we move on, let's welcome, as she walks through the door, Crystal. Hi. Hey, coming on hey Randall. Crystal. Crystal. Of course, Boo. I was going to let you do it next, but I wanted to say hello to Crystal first. <laughs> front page pick, Randall. I saw that over there on the list, so well-deserving. Your poetry oh. is always wise, full of wisdom, full of beauty. The way that you use English language is, is amazing. Um, the whole thing speaks of, like, I always say, enjoying, like you say in the last stanza, enjoying simple moments. Um, yeah. They're still busy looking in the rearview mirror in the past instead of right here and right now. And I think it's yeah. a great message. And you're yes, those, are, uh, those things in the past that you gather through your journeys, those things away for later when you can no longer walk in the oval paths. I'd like to comment. Oh, absolutely, Rose. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to reiterate that too. That um, to me, this is a walk in the search, the search of uh, the circular spirit labyrinth of life, where everything intersects into everything else. It follows the clock of the seasons, but also of the times that we experience, and um, it's about the march of our time and and what we do with it and how we record it in our memories, in our remembrances, in our actions. And I really found this to be very rich in spirituality. You do. And uh, you put it, you uh, hit it right on the head of the nail. Thank you, Dara. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'm, I, I kind of, I don't know why, but I have this feeling. I want to, I want to go ahead and go next. Um, just because um, I, I don't know why. I, I just have that feeling that I want to. And after I get done with mine, Crystal, you'll be right up. Uh, So this one's called, we were talking about masks earlier. This is called Mask of the Brown-Headed Cowbird. And that is a picture of a brown-headed cowbird on on the cover there. And it goes like this. 68 BPM ticks in a mirrored reflection. The sociopath's quill spotlights his neurosis. Hear my tick, hear my talk. Wails like a mockingbird's vomit regurgitated in self-centered anthems. Peacock pageantry of a self-labeled rainbow poe. Banjo strings snap on a velvet enshrinement. Exposing not a raven, 
but a brown-headed cowbird. End poem. Are you okay, Boo? Sorry. That's an, that's an infectious <laughs> laugh there. Oh. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hit speak on it, Fella. Fella, are you on mute? Okay, never mind. How about I don't know what it- Well, I'm trying to figure this out, Jay. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's wonderful brevity of yours. Um, I love to hear my tick, hear my talk. I think there's a lot more to this brevity than we might suspect for a first read. Um, I, I don't think you meant it to be funny. I, I don't know. I might be missing something. Um. <laughs> I mean, the brown-headed cowbird certainly is an amusing line. But the rest of it's very serious, dead serious. Um, yeah, the, the, the t- here, again, the hear my tick, hear my talk, that, um, that brings to me like this kind of a sing-song chant which fits in line with the neurosis and the sociopath's quill. That that thought that that tick and talk in the head, um, and whales like mockingbirds vomit regurgitate in a self-centered anthem. So there you go. I mean, there's a very dark um, thoughts and whatever is pursuing you, or or whatever images are following you are dark, like banjo string snap on a velvet enshrinement. You know, wonderful images to picture. Um, but I still, like I say, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, um, really, um, sort through this to see just exactly, you know, what this is, um, what you're saying to us and what it is about Fozzie, not a raven, with the brown-headed cowbird. And I will get it. I promise you. The truth about fakers, I'm just seeing down here. Okay. So that's, that's helping your, your author's notes should have written you know, read it first because now I'm beginning to see um that you are talking about um things that don't appear to be or don't seem to be as they appear or whatever that phrase is. Um you know, a, a something that meets the eye but behind it is not what it appears to be. So yeah, you know, you have so much depth to your poetry, um, Jay and uh, so much intelligence and you pack a punch into this brevity that, you know, really has uh, my mind reeling right now. <laughs> so I enjoyed this a lot. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Rack. Uh, Rack had to go, boo. <laughs> I heard that was heard of Rack laughing. Okay. How about you, Randall? This... Uh, this is quite clever and witty. Um, and I sense an undertone of another language that is specific to a specific theme or individual. Um, <laughs> and quite, uh, I thought your phrasing was quite done, Rainbow Poe. I love that. I thought that was <laughs> quite cool. 
uh, pretty snappy. Well done, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Um, sinister. Sin, you still here? Sin's still here. You on mute, Sin? Yeah, I'm on mute. Uh, this is a this is a throat punch. But um, what, what I see, it, it's a, it's a call out. It's uh, it's well done, it's well written. But it's uh, you know, it's a call out to people that that that, that aren't aren't real and that are fake as shit. And it's uh, well written. Enjoyable piece. Thank you. Oh, that was Sticky that was laughing with you, boo. That was Sticky. Okay, Sticky, hit me, and then Polly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that was so funny. Okay, so as I was listening to Becky's comment, like, I was writing my own. And I, like, I, it's a dark poem, I know. I know it's about a sociopath. Like, I do. I do know that. But, like, starting around the third stanza, Wails like a mockingbird's vomit, regurgitated self-centered anthem. I just broke out in this huge smile, and I was smiling like a crazy person for the rest of the for the rest of it. It was so I don't know. It brought on this very strange reaction, and it did make me like not laugh like ha ha funny, but like laugh at like the the brilliance of of and quirkiness I guess with which you captured what a sociopath is like, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I, I thought, I don't know why I had that reaction. I thought it was, <laughs> and Becky's comment made me, like, really question it. I have no insight into why. Maybe it's because, like, boo, like, I'm kind of attracted to the Patrick Bateman sociopath type, you know what I mean? Or at least, like, I don't know, there's an intrigue there for me. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, I, I kind of along the same lines. I thought first thing that in my head was a narcissistic person that always talking himself up, always talking about themselves. But everybody knows that that's not who they are. You know, you're somebody else behind that mask you're putting on, and um, they always bite him in the ass in the end because his true identity always shows through anyway. There you go. That's great, right. Great. From that. Great. Yeah. Great vision on that. Everybody amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Why it, why it tickled Boo? I don't know. It's funny. These people that wear sheep's clothing eventually get found out and, uh, you know, just let them dig their own grave, kind of, and they do. And uh, I thought it was entertaining and hilarious and one of your best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Boo. Thank you. All right, Crystal, we're going to put you up. If you want to say anything about it, you can. Uh, yeah, it, it, it amazed me that even before I even read your author's notes, I knew exactly what the poem was about, and I was so proud of myself. Because <laughs> I already <laughs> could just tell, especially from the ending, because if you probably look from that bird from behind, you're thinking that is a raven because of its black coloring, but then when you turn around, it has that bit of brown on it, uh, covering almost like a mask and it's kind of like showing that that people don't always seem as they are like you may see them from one side but you haven't seen them from another side and it may be they may be a completely indifferent person but just more in just a a bird kind of of way and I like that you went with that metaphor um I think this is great 
Thank you. Thank you so much. You're on the birds lately with the other one you had, too. Remember the bird one? Two birds. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. You are, you're up, Crystal. Okay. Uh, this is called Blended Emotions. And as I wrote three months ago, I don't know if it has anything to do with me now, but it did then. I don't know. Here we go. My life is an emotional smoothie mixed with rotten regrets and sour feelings running towards happiness but not sure what to believe in. Blueberry skies welcome me with hollow nightmares, darkness with splotches of light, and I'm not sure to be scared. Surrounded by the rainbow, but sometimes I'm colorblind. Trying to find the love in others is a hard needle to find. So I crawl up inside in my blender with all the pureed junk. Life's an underlying mess and has left me in blended chunks. And home. Oh wow! And we're we're all kind of like in a uh, in, in kind of like that darkened mood today in a way, but it, it it's all in, in in a way where we uh, are blending some stuff together. I'm like so I crawl up inside my blender with with, with all the pureed junk. Oh, don't we know it? How much pureed junk do we all have in our lives? It, it is all over the place. Life's an underlying mess and has left me in blended chunks. Oh, at least it isn't, uh, yeah, it, at least it isn't fully blended. You still got a little bit that actually resembles a human being. But it's just definitely something that is a deep and meaningful poem that absolutely reaches into a heart. Many people can relate to this, and I think you have done an amazing job putting this forth and letting and letting people just just feel. You, you did an amazing job here, Crystal. Thank you. Uh, let me get a comment uh, from Rose. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, there's so much truth in this. Uh, the way you expressed it in your message, uh, the sour feelings, rotten regrets, hollow nightmares, surrounded by. Um, oh. Am I still here? Yeah, we we got you. you. We got you. But I I really wanted to say that I like the way you summed it up in your last stanza. With all the pureed junk, life's underlying mess and has left me in blended chunks. And I can say that we can, I speak for myself, that is so true for you know, life brings every day, and we try to make it so normal, and we have lost the sense of what normality is. So, you know, maybe this is pretty normal for our normal, abnormal life right now. Great piece. Thank you. Will we ever find a normal again? That's the big question. Um, Salwa, what do you think? Oh, I love, uh, uh, sorry, I stepped out and I came back. Um, so I should have said I stepped out. I had to do something quickly. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, um, 
So I have, uh, um, I I love the emotions in here. It's just so beautiful. My life, the way it started from the beginning, it tells us what is exactly it's all about. My life is an emotional smoothies mixed with dropping regrets and sour feelings, running towards happiness, but not sure what to believe in. There is this um, hesitation and and not the insecurity and not knowing really what's going to happen next. And how many of us, it's very personal, very raw, but we can relate easily as uh, Rose said and you see, absolutely beautifully done. But you still stay surrounded by the rainbow. You always have, even though it's so melancholic and sad, you still stay surrounded by the rainbow. But sometimes I'm colorblind, trying to, to find the, the love in others. It's hard needed, needed to find. There is this, um, it's there, but it's things change and uh, it's hard to find. It's so true. Uh, I, I love the raw emotion of it. And you put it very beautifully. I really like it very much. I relate to it as well. Thank you, Sal. Excellent, excellent oh, comment. And what we're what we're going to do here? I'm I'm going to put I'm going to put the next four poems down. We're going to be doing. Um, gosh, what did I say? Sticky's going to be next. Um, then Rose, then Becky, and then Joseph Moon. So we're going to go in that. Those four four poems right there in order. So let me get one more comment from Sticky, and then we're going to put Sticky's poem onto the board. Okay. So, oh, I loved this so much. And, like, from the moment it opens up, that, that picture, that painting is so striking. And with that first line, my life is an emotional smoothie. And, like, I could see how smoothie would come out of the painting or how you would have chosen this painting to go with your concept, you know. And I loved the metaphor of the smoothie because, like, it invokes this, like, sweetness and pleasure, but also, like, the violence of it and the chopping of it, the blending itself, you know. It's like a violent process, leaving chunks and such. And I love so much that, that beginning of that final stanza. So I, I crawl up inside my blender with all the pureed junk because it's safer there in a way, you know. It just caps, I don't know, it was a brilliant metaphor. I thought it was so great. I really liked it so much. Thank you. Yeah, you did you did absolutely wonderful on that. All right. And uh Sticky. You are okay. up. So I should say I, I was raised Catholic. Like technically I am Catholic, you know, so and no offense, <laughs> you know, to the Catholic <laughs> with this poem. <laughs> so this is called Road Rage Nuns and Funny Hats. A nun honked at me today. Screamed through thick glasses between rolled up windows, through inches of experience, of belief in nasty truth, hard as the pavement beneath us. Through all this, I heard her taunt. So of millions of cars in Los Angeles, of thousands of streets pumping with inebriates, metal charged, brows furrowed, waiting to pop and fizz at a glance. Of course, I had to kiss off a nun, a proper one too, wearing a habit, that square-topped hat and veil of a sister. And I realized it really is a habit for popes and cardinals, bishops and saints, men with an ear to God, but fingers wet. Yes, they all wear funny hats, tall, sculpted ones, erect and illogical, satirical, farcical hats on most solemn heads. 
scandalous, really, the absurd headwear of power. Yet for a moment I wondered whether this nun is cloistered in an abbey made of stone, because that's all I see in movies. And nuns are like wizards or monsters, like dinosaurs or British Victorian ghosts. They only exist in movies, or so I thought, until I picked one off. And then I remembered, vengeance is holy too, you know. Locusts, floods, murder your son, please. So it made sense that the nun cursed me. Her road rage was soothing, really, an Old Testament promise that the darkness of pedophiles and stockbrokers and bad drivers will not go unpunished by God, or at least by those who wear funny hats. And so on. <laughs> this was great. This was absolutely wonderful. I think uh, Boo's going to eventually want to comment on this because of her Catholic upbringing. I was, I was brought up Catholic. I had an Italian mother straight from Italy, so I, I had no choice. Um, but ultimately I think I, I want to tell a little war story here. Cause I think it, it's absolutely one of the most brilliant and spectacular stories that we had. We, um, we, we I was helping um, run airplanes out of uh, Baghdad. And we would put people on the airplanes to send them back home on emergency leave or when their tours were up or for R&R, something to that effect. Well, one of the shit, the our late shift uh, had this one, uh, I think it was a major, which uh, is kind of an in-between rank on the officer side of the house. But uh, he was getting so upset that he wasn't allowed to be on an airplane. He needed to be on an airplane right away. And there was no room for him. And, and there was no flights going out where they could get him on. And uh, he, he really wasn't a priority for anything. He started cussing, cursing everybody out. Come to find out he was chaplain. And uh, he, he was the worst person ever in there. They ended up going to get our sergeant major who always said that he would take care of us. They called him up in the middle of the night. He came down to our airfield and he kicked the chaplain out of our airfield. So he didn't get any ride home. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, so it's like, don't mess with the people who are trying to help you. That's that's all that's to it. But I, 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 that, that little story came to me after you, after you read this, because it's true. It is true. Like there is a nasty little vengeance behind that side of that side of the habit. (laughs) Let's just put it, put it that way. Um, And I, and I think you did did well on that. Thank you. Did you Jen. say something, Boo? No, it was me. It was me. After Boo, can I say something? Oh, okay. Go, go <laughs> ahead, Sawa. After, oh, okay. I was going to say Boo. I grew up in Catholic school, and it's funny the way it was, I, a lot of my classmates really um, like didn't like the nuns. I had, for me, it's the opposite. I felt like I learned so much. They were very kind to me. I don't know. I had. A, I never heard everyone talk about how when the Catholic school they had bad experience. <laughs> I, I'm serious. It's the opposite. I had the teacher were mean, but the nuns were very kind to me, and that's how I remember all of them, each one of them. And they were multi-international from France, Spain, Italy, and it's Egyptian. It was a really great experience. So, except for one, I have to say one was mean to me. She didn't like me. <laughs> it was just that one. So, I don't, so 
I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are some in every faith people who not presenting who they're supposed to. They're human beings like us. Um, but I like how maybe this is your own personal experience that you had there. And I like how you representative. But um, anyway, like you, what you said, there is always the good and the bad. That's how I see it. It doesn't present everyone. And, um, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> comment, actually. There's not, nothing wrong with that comment at all. And uh, let me get a comment from Becky. So, Sticky, I was not raised Catholic, but I was raised Presbyterian, but I don't think it matters. I think that your point is a brilliant statement about religion and life and hypocrisy and everyone being human and uh, nothing more, nothing less. Um your poetry always just stuns me. You're quite a good writer. I know you know that. I hope you know that. There's one line and I, I, that, that sums it up for me. Um, please let me find it. <laughs> uh, okay, so. All right. Well, I love the humor that you put in it, too. With pissing off a nun and having, um, you know, her screaming at you. Yeah, because it just brings back what I'm trying to say, um, point that I'm trying to make and that you're trying to make about just the realness and uh, the humanness. But, oh, here's the line. And why I walked away. And I won't say more. I don't like to get in these conversations. Vengeance is holy too, you know. Locust, floods, murder your son, please. That's just one line and one example of what lost me. I know what you're saying, and I embrace it. You may not be where I am, but I worked with the pedophiles. <laughs> um, maybe not the stockbrokers and the bad drivers, but um, so the contradictions, the hypocrisy and all of that, brought me to where I am today. And that's why I feel like your poem is so fantastically brilliant. Thank you so much, Becky. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Before we get Boo to comment on this, I want to say we had a gentleman just walk through the door. Hello, Oak. Welcome. Let me get let me get the uh, off and mute myself. Hello, how are you doing? I'm as right as rain. How's everyone else? Good. Doing well, doing well. Yeah. Glad you're here. Uh, Boo, you. what do you think of Sticky's uh, poem? Uh, I just, if I could copy and paste Becky's statement, that's what I would say. <laughs> uh, I thought that was perfectly described. We're all human. I went 12 years Catholic school, and... Uh, you know, I, I had a different experience that was quite mean, quite intimidating, scared the shit out of me all, all the time, embarrassed the hell out of you. But um, yeah. that's the tactic that works as far as discipline goes. And, you know, I haven't killed anybody or got in prison yet, so it has it worked. But I agree with Becky. Your writing is always profound. You always make us think. Yeah. Um, you're an intelligent writer. I say that every time you come on. But... Um, this moved me too, and it got me thinking. And I love the title, 
um, and it's original, and you never write about the same thing twice, which I find entertaining. And uh, you're just really good, Sticky. I loved it. Thank you so much, Boo. <laughs> well, I know, Rose, you dropped in and out. I'm not sure if you heard the poem, but we are putting your poem on the board. If you If you heard it, you can comment. Yeah, yeah. I heard it, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, too, went to parochial school, so I know about it. But, you know, I, I come away with an experience that is like there's meanie pants in the best of us and meanie pants in the worst of us, and that's why God invented mm-hmm. forgiveness, if we only know how to use it. There you go. Amen. All right, Rose, you are on the board. Okay, thank you. Again, poem, Communal Moonlight. One, voices cry across a frosted desert sky. Soft-muted breezes moan in herbal tones, stone in light. Shrouded in tangled nets that cover a Milky Way night, shadows dance before my eyes upon dunes of communal moonlight. Through the palace of the winds, please are heard. By stars that fled a fiery acacia night, neath the skirts of the earth they hid in a deep abyss, fleeing from words and holy places known only to the light, teetering on the outer edge of life as defined, suspended in death's advancing tide, drawing nigh, awaiting dawn's revealed smile of adoring goodbye, hiding amongst anonymous faces in a maze of moonstone portraits that mask and pimply in subtlety, adorned with a copal fragrance upon our body smeared in ochre, the canvas of such a delicate chorus, the soul see, we become the prayer burning eternally. No signature map or streak of line, nor compass relief by degree, only nakedness replete, succinct, as the river carries me to the edge of the deep. All the tribes in their names breathe in the eternal flame. No mans that walk in prayer see through sapphire eyes, discerning needs and despair, bearing the bright faith, imbued with life, colors of grace defined that transparent substance of time. Souls outlined in moon's gossamer haze, entering becoming part of the unconscious nothing, dying in design embodying life's thread of that eternal something. A tapestry are we, rich in sacred colors of tribes of lovers, becoming tastes that we swallow, plunging into life's river of wisdom and tomorrows. Characters we became, climbing into them as if trees. Fears are only holes left for futile repose. Hidden within us are the caves, and catacombs we made only death knows. Oh, to be known, mapped by nature alone, upon and within my flesh and bone, as the great sleep descends, such cartography transcends the dying. Beyond the names of memorialized fame that is branded on material things, having no life, breath, or being, nor feet, eyes, wings, or feeling, only footnotes and trinkets left, that is history's only mystique, dying legacies of rust left standing in faded dust, falling on the floor of the Gnostics, in communal books we are known, page by page we are written upon stone, not owned or monogamous, in our tastes or experience, thus our own. Walking in our own desires, through tranquil days, hurricanes and fire, without map or touchstone, deseratas known. Dwelling in the communal book of moonlight among the rumor of wells, in the palace of the winds, as echoes tumble through my soul, exciting me in the hollow places of communion, I go in poem. 
Wow, you brought us through a bunch of different forms of study here. You brought us through history. You brought us through archaeology. You brought us through anthropology. Um, and you brought us through, um, you know, the uh, the religions. You brought us through many, many uh, stepping stones within this whole poem. And you just painted a picture of a different time, of a time that I feel was in the past. But, you know, you wonder, because we keep on saying that, um, you know, we're advancing, we're advancing, we're advancing. But in a way, some, some of these times, these people knew knew things better than we know them today. And we're just, re- all we do is re-repeat the mistakes of what happened before. I mean, look at, <laughs> look at this pandemic. This pandemic, we should have learned 100 years ago or 100 years before that, or maybe even 100 years before that, because every 100 years is a pandemic. Um, but we don't learn. And I think that you have painted a wonderful picture within all of these aspects. And I really, really enjoyed um, the way you brought that out. Thank you. And I'd love to get a comment on this from Randall. Randall, what do you think of it? Well, I agree with you, Jay. Uh, this piece is so full. Um, it's like a uh, a banquet here, um, and really needs to be looked at in depth. Wow, there's so much going on here. It's, it's fantastic. But what one of the things that stuck out to me, um, the canvas is such a delicate chorus. The soul recedes. We become the prayers burning eternally. That really struck me. Um, these would be a what's considered the incense that burns before God, our prayers. Um, and a living testament or a living prayer, um, which is a statement of ourselves, is quite something. No signature map or streak of line, nor compass for relief by degree. Quite heavy duty. Um, That just really struck me. And that was just one of many. This poem is quite intense and really deserves to be looked at numerous times. Well done, Sarah. Thank you. I agree. Oak, what do you think? Well, you you said it, JC, that there are a lot of elements uh, from history to philosophy and uh, on and on. And there's a mysticism, thread of of, uh, mysticism that winds through this whole thing. And one can look at that as something from days of yore. uh, And yet there are still mystics today. And we have advanced technologically. We've gotten faster, 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 faster. We all... But there have been cities for, you know, 4,000 years and beyond. Uh, Egyptian Empire, Babylonian Empire, the city, yes, is faster from Latin. Uh, We're just faster cumulatively. And yet we are still uh, transcendent from the past. Young suggested that we have a collective subconscious from the very early humans that exist in our genetic core Mysticism isn't just Eastern. We associate it with it. There are Christian mystics as well. 
Um, and there are some, there's a lot of delightful language in this. This is, this is a terrific, terrific write on the whole Irish. Um, I especially liked what popped especially for me was in your third uh, element of this. You know, you're entering becoming part of the unconscious nothing, and yet life's thread of that eternal something. Again, the life's thread, you know, reminds me of Young's handle for what he was trying to refer to. And it is something and nothing, which is very Zen, very Buddhist. Um, and being hidden within the caves is a part of every mythology that Joseph Campbell writes about at length in that great uh, writing always echoes to we're finding something deep within our, our metaphorical caves. And I like especially how you end it just exciting me in the hollow places of communion. Again, the emptiness, um, this, and you refer to a lot of, in, in this stillness. It isn't in the whirlwind. You know, Elijah did not find the Lord in the fire. He did not find him in the storm. He found him in the still small voice, the quietude that followed the noise, the cacophony, and there is where there is communion, being at one with whatever that universal divine transcendent of ourself is. This is terrific. Thank you. And uh, Becky, before I turn the mic over to you, uh, I want to welcome to the show Dash Pat. Hello, how are you doing today? Hello, everybody. I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> Good, good. Yeah, we, we will get uh, everybody read. Uh, we still got about an hour left on the show, so we are working to do to do what we can. And like I said uh, from before, we're going to go Becky Moon, Becky Joseph Moon, Boo, and then Blue. So, and after that, we will let everybody else know. Becky, mm-hmm. you can comment, and you're up mm-hmm. next. Wonderful. Rose, I think, first of all, that this poem illustrates um, your amazing command of language. And not only that, but your knowledge of many, many um, avenues. I agree with Randall that there is so much that it it begs for um, a, a longer um, read. <clears throat> um, so much more, uh, more than um, our poetry show can lend uh, time. But what I can say from from listening to you read it and and reading through with you, that I I agree that it seems to be a journey, a journey through history and through philosophy. Um, But more than that, a journey through the human experience. Um, More that than the event, but the the humanness, the the human growth, and excuse me, how we change but stay the same. Um, and things endure, and some, some things don't endure. That's the message I got from this, and in just a very simplified form for a poem that has so much depth to it. Um, this is quite epic, Rose. Um, I, I like it. You're very well written and um, impressive. Thank you. All right, Becky, you are up. All right. Excuse me. So, I feel almost like a little rascal tonight, um, taking us away from the darkness and, and the deep contemplations and musings that have been going on. But leave it to me. <laughs> I haven't, haven't, 
I'm sorry, I haven't written much lately. So I just went back to one of my more recent poems, and it happens to be on the lighter side. And it's called, Blame It on the Rain That Never Came. The sun made me do it. Up there lazing around in a daisy and cornflower field on a blanket of blue. Fat cloud watcher reflecting on a floating sugar cookie. The day I played hooky. Crowning leaves sprouted out loud. Willows in short sleeves and crowds of bearded irises shouted May. But the breeze whispered June. Blew every rule, every toll of the school bell out of earshot. And I forgot those red brick walls with blackboard borders and orderly offspring planted in rows. No mud for my toes. Unlike the red clay playground at Hogwalla Shallows, two miles past the last tardy peel of an overzealous clapper, where a ribbon of river shrank to a sliver, burped and babbled, my legs straddling the wildwood stream as I stood bank to bank, desk to daydream, from diagrams and essays to a macrame landscape, cattails and Blackberry vines entwined, a frond alamond, as my blue jeans dance on a dogwood branch beside a tie-dyed tea, trusty tire swinging me. That's my story of a day in May, and I'm sticking to it. The sun made me do it. In poem. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Who, who needs Who needs an education when you got a day like that? That's all I gotta say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved it. It's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's exactly what we need. All right, before I get any comments for you, Becky, I want to welcome to the show Frank. Hello, Frank. How you doing? Hey, Frank. Hi, Frank. Hello, Frank. 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 Oh, he he dropped. He just called and he just dropped, so we just missed him. All right, let me get some comments for Becky, and let me let me start out with uh, Randall. Randall, what do you think of that? No, uh, Becky, this is this is just uh, quite uplifting. Um, I love your, I love the closing line. The sun made me do it, and you know what? That's about excuse for anything here. Yeah. 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 And I think we need to enjoy that more instead of worrying about what's going on is try to enjoy mm-hmm. what's around It's free. And uh, you paint that so well in your landscape here. As my blue jeans danced on a dogwood branch beside a tie-dye tee, trusty tires swinging me. you got to love that. <laughs> well done. I see that thing move. Uh, well done there. I love this. Thank you, Randall. And uh, we we find we finally got Frank back. So hey Frank. Hey Frank. Hello. Hello there. Hi. Hello. Hello Frank. Hello. Hello. Can I? Yeah, we we comment? hear you. We hear you. Can I can I comment, please, on Becky's phone? No, Sally. You can. Yes, you can. Go ahead. <laughs> I just I just uh. two things that got my attention. Becky is rebellious from the from youth. I can say that. <laughs> I can see her personality. <laughs> the sun made me do it. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, 
uh, like how she just like really that I can see Becky being in school young and getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, did you? Made me think I did. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and her love and her love for Rain. How mm-hmm. like you always say how much you love rain the title uh, blame it on the rain that never came. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just, it just made me smile the whole time. How how <laughs> it's you. That's why I, I just saw you like a young you there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you like even made me think did she skip school in the beginning when she said that she must have skipped school. <laughs> in the oh beginning. yeah. Uh, oh, I definitely <laughs> skipped school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, just definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. Becky. I just love the honesty. Uh, you took us back uh, those red brick walls with blackboard borders and orderly of spring painted in rows of mud of my toes. <laughs> just <laughs> how you enjoy it. You, 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 you just show how much you really, yes, you blame it on the sun. You had a great day. You had fun. And blame yeah. it on the sun. And the rain that never came. I love it. <laughs> and the imagery is so Thank telling. Thank oh, my so pleasure. Oh, my <laughs> pleasure. Thank you. And uh, let me get the last comment for you from Sticky. Sticky. Oh, my gosh. I loved this so much. I love I love the whole opening. Even before you know the incredible ending, the I'm sticking to it and the sun made me do it, which is just so clever and witty. <laughs> I love it. It's so sweet. But I love it in the opening, too. The sun made me do it. Up there, blazing around in the daisy, like 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 yeah. sun. Who does he think he is? It has this like accusatory tone toward it that I love. <laughs> I thought it was so just whimsical from that, like right from the beginning. And personally, I just love so much the the crowds of bearded irises shouted May, but the breeze was their June. Oh, I loved that. And then I love the change of rhythm where you start describing the river and. Especially when you mm-hmm. read it. I don't know if I can replicate it. Where you're like, where a ribbon of river shrank to a sliver, burped and babbled, like that whole section. And it makes you feel the the river, the rhythm of that moment that you were in, in a really interesting mm-hmm. way. I felt the language like change there. I thought that was, that was really cool. I really loved it. Yeah, I loved this. Mm-hmm. I think this was, ooh, it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Dickie. Okay. Here's, here's what I'm going to do. Yes, you may comment. Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to say one word. Bueller. There you go. Bueller. No. It was what you know, Rise skipping out of school. Your descriptions were were just Took me there, and it Aww. was a, a great poem. I loved it. Thank you so much. That's one of my favorite movies too. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, one. Of, I've been writing. That is yeah, a great movie. Dark. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just have written too much dark lately. I think we all have because of the, all the strange things going on, and um, I just you know went a different direction. I think you have to once in a while. And I did skip school, very much out of character for me, because I was a, I was your um, your um, epitome of a student. You know, I loved school, loved uh, studying, but once in a while I couldn't stand it. One time I climbed out of the classroom window. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to keep me pinned down. But it was fun. Thank you all. Thank you all. 
<laughs> All right. Here's what we're going to do next. Uh, Joseph Moon has been waiting for he he call he has been listening since the uh, start of the show. So I'm going to read him. But if there's anybody else that needs to who is very short on time, please message me on all poetry and I will get you in there as quickly as I can. Every time I give a kind of a, a, a order, it is tentative based on our needs of our callers, but we will get uh, everybody on the phone lines and everybody in the board read. So this is called Ode to W.B. Yates by Joseph Moon. And it goes like this. Oh, William, with the eyes that lightning is hurled upon the fairies flying with Oberon, thy heavenly dexterities of hue ne'er gone, since thy poetry first I came to stand on Ireland green and whisper thy name. The rose, the wind among the reeds, into the twilight, thy everlasting voice, singing to the sun, warming the sea. I, in that poetic sight, rejoice. O God of nature and of love, the light of this dull world, writing upon the stars above, adorning the banner unfurled. A man young and old. At thy side sleep the sages. In a million years, if all were told, thy golden poems flaming through the ages. The land of heart's desire thou, bloom to immortal mirth. End poem. That is absolutely brilliant. It uh, brings me to a different time, a different place, uh, a momentary momentary time capsule, per se. I felt I was on uh, the TARDIS getting shipped back in time to the time of Yates himself. Um, And I think that uh, you have painted a brilliant picture, Joseph, in this, and I really, really enjoy the uh, the historical rights about this. Um, I want to start the comments with Oak. Well, I was just dropping a comment in the poem. This is an ode doing justice to Yates, Joseph. Um, and uh, you write in that and are clearly influenced, as we all are influenced by uh, and stand on the shoulders of the greats that we have imbibed and respect and appreciate uh, and your influence by that classical style is evident in this right. So this was a uh, well-penned, beautiful piece. Oh, I've got to get the teacher in here. Sticky, what do you think? Oh, we, tra- we lost her. Um, all right. Um, let me get uh, Randall to comment then. Randall, what do you think? Well, I just finished Carmen's uh, comment too. Um, my gosh, this is just like you said, brilliant here. Uh, I think this is a comment. It's, just, it's a fantastic piece. Uh, the elegance of the image 
just breathtaking. Um, did Yates a marvelous justice in this piece. Uh, and that language that Joseph does so well. Um, well done, Brother Bard. Well done. All right. And then let me ask, um, hey, Frank, what do you think about this poem? Well, this poem evokes uh, the Emerile itself. It has uh, its overtures of just uh, a brilliant writer of Victorian essence. This is a typical Victorian poem for me. I who write these poems. Uh, this just invokes and stirs the passion of, um, of great uh, writers of the days of yore. It has the essence of it. And I think overall the piece is just a, a magnificent piece. It has a magnificent cadence to it. And I enjoyed the, the language, of course, um, being a linguist I am. And you did a great rendition of this poem. Excellent poem and excellent read. Wonderful, wonderful comment. And uh, we are going to uh, move on. And like I said, Joseph, that was just a stunning, stunning piece. Uh, I am going to put on a SoundCloud next from Blue Autumn. I just got this in here. I don't know exactly how well it will work, so hopefully this is good to go. It's called Seasons of the Nightingale Song, a remix. Here you go. Hi, Xylophonic. Yesterday's blood orange thunder cracked dark over the blue mountains cool air mixes. Like the ads heat, dawn of autumn kindles, footprinted floorboard pockets, pinnacle perfume, pepper, a Crayola kaleidoscope of twisted oak, tweaks stitched beehive dyes, prelude rouges of cherry lipstick, manicured, belts of tundra, forest, steppe, alfalfa dusted good gusty and styes, a dull left ajar nose tiptoes from a gust. Silver doors yawn over hidden rabbit holes below. Door scarves unwrap caked mist harvested eyes. Sweet melt board gravity. Softly unlatched velvet waves. That clay pickets a sundress draping jar of fireflies. Weeded pliers thread acrylic cloth skies. A woven sunlit reflection quilled sounds. Expanding conduit bounds. E. I hear the whispers of colors change. Snowflake falls, canvas gallops into harvest shrouded fires, sands hourglass upside down, sunflower rains, clouds gusts along, lull winds fly, desert plains, vertically pleated trees, mist grit whispering eyes of nocturnal sky, eyelids half awake play, stone, in salt, chameleons burnished copper, ferrous red space. Terracotta surface shifting sands race. Dawn's tangerine marmalade cadence. Ashes driven. Windmills confetti cloak. Shrews and mites through pennies. In the roaring flood of traveled planks. Cinnamon and honey hay laden canola wildflowers. Sycamore crystals kissing scarlet riverbanks view. Pumpkin spice feathers chase dandelions clue. Squirrels climb acorn ladders of mulberry bliss. E. Pine and birch grassland edges unbroken. Fabrics whispered a blanketed December rose. The woods of oak and lime. 
Wellplume Mountains oxidizing rivers bend. Ink stained wind flickers pulsing scars. Needle stitching trapdoor ebony's mend. Rush whisper cobalt stars. Horsemen riding east with their billowing kite canopies. Clouds cadence drifting in a parachuted procession. Blowing softly in crescent mahogonies. IV. Abandoned. Blindfolded knitted tapestry. Pantomime fingers blemished innumerability. West twilight's whirlwind perfume. Reconciled. Breeze refreshing. Breath nourishing. Hot air balloon wrinkled fingers frayed filed. Seeds inside the mountain cabin's cobalt blue. To the mighty Asian Himalayas hue. Intertwined eyes of a sparrow. Heaven's wrapped sleeping child. Orchids blossom grace. B. Hardwood may also red rose ink. Morning tulips sumac banners. Cotton shadows wrapped wool. A ravenous snow owl's laugh. Butterflies apple equinox. Glide through burgundy bar. Backyard branches. Fruit and grain F-O-X-T-A-I-L-E-D Pompeii in red. Blue-metched winepress vineyards. Under a claret moon. Arteries weeping willows veins. Russell Hickory's cider footsteps. Boulders gurgling water. Galaxies airbrushed windowsill. Vagianted nestled crickets. Maple syrup wraps. Cobblestone streets. Gray's rusted rose. T-U-R-Q-U-I-O-I-S-E upon Arthur's cleats. Neon sap on the old mossy green ridge. Seasons of the nightingale song. Stories changing bridge. End poem. I actually like this. This is a, a great picture of the seasons. It's a great picture of nature. It's a great uh, way to present all of that. Uh, he just throws in so many emotions, and it, it's like an overcharging of of our senses that absolutely fly in there and just just overtake us. So I, I think he did a very good job with this. Um, quite quite a fascinating pick, but quite uh, eloquently done. Uh, let me get some comments for him. And let me start with uh, Oak. Oak, what do you think about this? Oak, are you on mute? I sure enough am. Um, I just dropped a comment in here that might be one of my briefest comments ever, Blue Autumn, and it's not to be dismissive. I put in the, the comment was, this is spectacular and sensational. And both great senses of both words, spectacular coming from the notion of spectacle, visual, something which fills the eyes, senses, and you have a uh, wonderful lexicon and extraordinary uh, descriptives of each of the seasons in here and color and other senses leading to the second word, sensational. Both of those can just mean, hey, these are great. But no, again, to the root sense of the word, to be that which connects with one's senses. Well done. Wonderful comment. Um, Salwa, what do you think? 
Oh, I love this. I feel like I took a ride with this horseman that he described and uh, how he's in the woods or in the nature, seeing all these changes in beauty, beautiful, <laughs> spectacular, really. He gave it um, colors and sound and all the sensation. I agree with you. Oh, that uh, we see beautiful little things from fireflies to to cherries to stones. Uh, mountains, Dandelions, Melbury, the sky, Nocturne, uh, incredible. I don't know how you put everything with, and the sound and the, um, very, even the heat. We can feel the heat uh, with this earth. It's really well done with dawn, which is one of my, one of my favorite uh, times is dawn in the morning, the beauty of dawn. Uh, w- well done, really spectacular. And so beautifully read. Wonderful comments. And Dash Pat, what do you think? Are you on mute? She's thinking silently. Uh, sorry, I'm back. I was on mute. Can you hear me now? Yes, we hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the imagery throughout the poem. I love the fantasy. And there was a strong and appreciation for nature throughout. I agree. I agree 100% on that. That was a great comment. Uh, Boo, are you uh, ready to read? Yeah. Can you get one more comment? I'm just doing one thing. Sure. Frank, what do you think about Blue's poem? Oh, first of all. Oh, blue poem. Sorry. All right. Uh, 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 first of all, let me say, uh, first of all, this is a, uh, there's a plethora of metaphors in here that's difficult to pick which ones. Uh, it's remarkable. I mean, to me, uh, the way he's uh, able to assemble this uh, poem, all these uh, metaphors here, and be so descriptive. It's abstract. It's aesthetic, uh, and as an artist myself, I enjoy uh, these type of uh, aesthetic poems. It's a brilliant poem. I think he's able to convey so much, and his message as well, so much, and with the plethora of metaphors that he uses here. I saw a tincture of, uh, as well, with recipients, and I saw a lot of centuries in him. But overall, the piece was a fantastic piece. It's, uh, it's difficult to comment on this type of pieces because they're so... Not because they're so long, because there's so many metaphors at a time, it's difficult to pinpoint one or a few, just uh, you know the value of the poem. But it was uh, it was a great, great piece. Absolutely. All right, Boo. Um, yeah, we've we've lost a few people here. We've, um, unfortunately, Rose Randall and Sticky had had an emergency. She she said, uh, "We hope that child is okay." Uh, child bleeding on white carpets. She said, "His child is okay." So it, it it's okay. So, um, Boo, you are up. Oh, okay. Okay, this is called uh, "Worn Skin, Faded Breath." A silent deep breath gazing up at the sky did everything for us for our sins he died. Lay down on lacerated spine, little did they know he's divine. Walked on water, 
who've been told in times of need when hands hold. Nails hit the worn wood through a miracle hand. A violent wail as his reply gave in to self-righteous demand. Sweat glides down his heavenly cheek. Sour wine runs down burnt lips. What's it say? Forsaken I am, it's now his blood. And his side fears he never quits. A single teardrop lands on his face, not from his watchful eye, but rather from the Almighty above, in his dear Father's sky. It is finished, he cried, single monster brings sin to defeat, as death comes by a crestfallen man who walked a million miles on tattered feet. Forgive us, dear Father, his absence will be fleeting. For us, not goodbye, only in death do we finally realize. The message here, friends, respect humanity, each is our brother. Saline tears cleanse, first one, then another. Say a silent prayer, his love lights away. Unselfish acts speak to the dawn of a new day. End poem. This is neat, Boo. This is this is very, very awesome. Um, you delivered a, a very in-depth and timely message of how people need to come together and it doesn't matter how they come together it's just as long as they can come together especially in the time that we're we're in right now uh we are getting coming we're in a moment in history that we are probably the most down on ourselves that we possibly could be we are the most beat up uh that we feel that we should be. So I think that you have uh, painted this picture quite well. You've told the story. You've shown the faith. And I really enjoyed this poem, Boo. Excellent job. Uh, I want to start with Oak on this. Oak, what do you think? And I'm on on mute again. Um, Yeah, this was a terrific right, Boo. Um, and, and, and you're right on Jay. It's a, it, uh, and yet it seems like we have so much divisiveness even around, um, not just this religion, any religion, you've got, uh, you know, people from any faith system that are interpreting to their liking and therefore are, you know, killing one another over their interpretation. Uh, and I think any of the legit uh, scriptures, whatever the tradition is, you read into them enough, they really aren't talking about killing each other. Um, you know, even Islam and in the West, we sometimes, you know, write it off as being radical, radical, radical. Others, well, you can you can snip and paste and you can pull stuff out. But one of the most, you know, radical uh, Western Black Panthers ever, you know, did his uh, pilgrimage to Mecca and he came back a different person, more peaceful. His own followers killed him because of it, and that was Malcolm X. Ticked them off to no end because he got to the real home. Because he was a smart guy, and he thought about it. He didn't just cut it up to fit his previous you know, existing worldviews, but allowed the belief system to change him. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Jay. Good right, Boo. And Sawa. I love this poem because uh, I agree with you, Oak, with amazing comments. Uh, doesn't matter what faith you are. It's such a beautiful, uh, spirited poem that shows your faith, first of all. And it's almost like universal prayers, as the JCA said, that to bring us together a message of hope and love and uh, definitely needed 
more than ever, uh, very moving, really touched me deeply. And the message here, friends, respect humanity, each is our brother, Salim, tears, cleanse, first one, then another. Say silent prayer, his love lights the way and selfish acts speaks to dawn of a new day. Absolutely needed for this our time more than ever. I appreciate this poem very much. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, Salah. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Frank. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is a very personal poem. It has an intimate uh, aspect to it. But I, I took a lot from these, these two lines here. The message here, friends, respect humanity. Each is our brother. If we only heeded the, the moral of that message there, you know, if you think about what, person, what the personification of humanity should be, it'd be a transcendence, go beyond our, our just mere comprehension, what division should be. It's unfortunate that we live in a society, unfortunately, based more on differences than our similarities. But I guess overall, this piece is, um, I'm hearing something in the background. I am too... Uh, it's, it's difficult to, to, to continue with that noise, but I'll, I'll try. Uh, this just evokes your spirituality, and I think the essence of this poem is found in your heart. And I see your heart here. That's, that's, what, I, Absolutely. that's what I surmise. Thank you, Frank. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, Dash Path, I'm going to put your poem on next. What do you think? I liked it a lot, and it for me it it was kind of about um finding wisdom um unfortunately, for me, a lot of times that's the hard way, but um, there is redemption and at the end of this that's Excellent, excellent. All right. Excellent comment, Dash Pat, and your poem is up. This is a complete okay. game. Just one second. Dash Patter, are you ready to read? Yeah. The title of the poem is Childless. When my son died, I was devastated by the colossal weight that was his mind. The rare, non-judgmental, visionary kind. My flattened affect belied a manic, hemispheric need to understand his death. When my son died, 
I became less human, existed anesthetized by pills and booze and doubt. Garish makeup, my disguise, as I contemplated the accident. His body scattered, mutilated pieces traumatized beyond recognition. Witnesses whispered at over 100 miles per hour, but his body was never identified before the crematorium took him. Some days I wonder if he's still alive. As I embrace the relief of being childless and poem. This is powerful. This is powerful. It's strong. I I really don't have words. There's nothing I can say. You're amazing to share something like this. And hopefully your words can help other people who go through some similar aspects. This was an amazing, amazing poem. Uh, I want to start with Oak. Oak, would you hold on, Oak? Let me take you. Okay. Oak, what do you think? Uh, let me unmute myself. Um, yeah, this was obviously uh, personal, raw, emotional, intense. Uh, I'm a father of boys. I can't imagine. I just that would be. When I say I can't imagine, I can't imagine what I would do. Um, keeping my marbles. So intense piece. <laughs> And Frank, what what do you think? Well, first of all, let me say that I feel your loss. Although it's been years, I see from the, but I'm looking at the notes. This is a very compelling piece. And I think what's, I mean, you, first of all, you're brave. You're very brave and valiant to be able to read this and read yourself. Because I don't think many people who would have read Homeless Nature would have been able to compose themselves after the first two lines. This is just a, uh, You've left me breathless with this piece. I have suffered uh, losses of this nature before, personal, and very, very sad. And it just reminded me of an old friend of mine who died over 30-something years ago and never saw 32 and was forever remained at 32. This poem just took me down that memory lane and I wish that um, these types of poems, with your message here, it evokes not only today, we who are listening, but the world, the masses of tomorrow. Thank you for sharing this poem with us. It was fantastic. And a fantastic tribute. Thank you. You're and Salwa. Oh, this has made me really uh, head deep in the heart. 
first, I, I can't find words to express my sympathy because whatever I say, um, I'm sure, will, will change nothing for you. Just you're you're really brave, and uh, being a mother too, I can imagine. I just wish um, I really uh, appreciate your writing, and I hope it will help you heal because this is really hit very deeply. I can I uh, there's other, I can't even find my words by. Uh, being so touched by it. Okay. Wish you the best. Thank you. My pleasure. And Boo, you get the last say. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine this either. And I, I wish there was something I could do or say that would make it better for you somehow. And I know that's not possible. Um, I agree with Frank. Very brave of you to even talk about it. I couldn't imagine. Um, my husband died in a motorcycle accident, too, and it was uh, really bad, but not as, as bad as this, and that was horrible. So I hope that the writing and being around us somehow helps you, and I hope the thought of knowing that you're going to see him again in a better place helps you get to that place where you need to be so you can be reunited. And you know that I already think you're an excellent poet and artist, and... Um, this just shows it shows your heart. So, love you, Pat. Thanks. And I want you guys to know that it does help, um, you know, to write and to read. And I appreciate it. Welcome. Yeah, we're here for you. We're here for you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, allowing us to be there for you as well. All right, Boo, can you read us a little angel? (laughs) Sure. All right. Make sure you talk on the mic, too, Boo. (laughs) In the early morning, just before he wakes at the breaking dawn, kisses the sky in hues of tangerine and blush. I snuggle close, lay my head on his chest, listening to the beating heart of the man I love. This takes away my breath. The first few fingers of sunlight blow a kiss upon us as we lay snuggled in our lavender-scented sheets, savoring each precious moment before the cares of the day invade. Our oasis, this little cottage by the lake, taking in the tranquility of nature's display, God's paintbrush doesn't miss a thing, and the lovely scent of jasmine in the air. Our heaven on earth, Life just doesn't get much better than this, sharing time with the man of my dreams. Taking life easy, just being together, smelling the flowers and shades of periwinkle and rose, feeling the sunbeams. Our romance has blossomed, like the beautiful flowers of spring, and our joining hearts now are so close, like the rose of the vine they cling. And as the dawn breaks in majestic colors, fingers painted by the Almighty, I whisper a prayer of gratitude. There's Angel again, the queen of romance, uh, bringing it forward and painting the picture that uh, we are all used to. I really love that uh, the the contest that you had to use that and use the colors, crayon colors, blush, use these crayon colors. Blush, periwinkle, tangerine, and lavender. I, I think that is cool. 
I think that adds to it. It gives, it just adds to the picture and does an amazing job. All right, Selva, what do you think? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> uh, I just feel like uh, she's definitely the queen of romance and um, uh, someone who's very happy and appreciates this her relationship with the man that she loves, and it shows in every of most of her poems. And this is, uh, I mean, yes, uh, she that's what she's talking about, but every little, there's a different different uh, take every time. This time, how nature is affecting her. Um, and I can imagine the early morning dawn is one of the most, people always talk about sunsets, but mo- uh, I, I believe like dawn is as mo- uh, maybe more beautiful even than the sunset with awakening the day. Uh, and this, listening to the beating heart of the man she loves take her away. And then she show her gratitude of, uh, by a prayer to the Almighty. And just very peaceful, very moving, and um, romantic. That, that's angel. <laughs> and Boo, you read it. What do you think? Well, when you have all of this and you have the man that you love and you're in a place where you're content and happy and, you know, you have everything you need, you don't need anything more, and you wake up every day and pinch yourself and thank God you met this person. Um, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Isn't that what we all want? And I love the concept of the Lord's paintbrush. I think that's beautiful. And uh, this is what everyone wants, I'm pretty sure. So I thought it was a great, right? Very romantic, very beautiful. And, uh, Oak, I'm going to let you have the last say on this, and then we're going to put your poem on board. Well, Angel, I used to say to myself, man, I'd sure love to see evidence of Bigfoot. I'd love to see indisputable evidence on aliens, and I'd love to see indisputable evidence for true love. <laughs> Here you go. Now now at least I got one out of three. You write it just so <laughs> convincingly. It's gotta be for real. You know? So I'm gonna start believing we actually landed on the moon too and that the the world is a sphere. God bless you. Spherical <laughs> <laughs> evidence right there. <laughs> there you go. From a hardened cynic. <laughs> All right, but I do get glimpses. Ergo, the poem titled Visitations. And it was for a uh, a contest title, Describe Your Muse. And I thought about it, and here it is. My muse is of myriad forms, sometimes a bold trickster, others an agent provocateur, manifesting at once in the words of a child, then in haunted eyes wild. As discarded roses at wakes or sobering visits of ill fate and lacerations upon my manuma, presenting in lover's presence or rejected or spurned to resent, then luminescence on new horizons rent, emerging from Leonardo's oils, intoning from Ludwig's symphonies emanating from Michelangelo's marble, trilling from a, song, from a bird's song, echoing in ancient forests, thundering from tempests, filling rivers rising for thrilling 
rapids riding. Then peaceful skies abiding. Surrendering to twilight, acquiescing then to starlight, mesmerizing lines of eyes sight. Meditation to third eyes delights, transcending sentient minds frights where defenses were residing. Echoes of a dripping faucet or of slamming doors and regret, then for guilt ferociously beset. The operating system's subconscious and Jungian collective unconscious weave tapestries ever continuous from inhaling experiences contiguous. And poem. That was just a carnival of philosophy brought from mm-hmm. one point to another point all over the place. I love how you brought in the um, different types of arts, the different types of thinking, of um, concepts, of of uh, of uh, philo- like I said, philosophies, the religiosities, and everything else like that. And I always love how you um, you blend your words together and you play on those words. And I think that that is. Uh, a spectacular uh, thing to grab a hold of. Um, let me get some comments for you. And let me start with um, Selwa. Selwa, what do you think? What an amazing visitation and read, first of all. Um, he always has to write very deep oak, and he has to make us think deeply. <laughs> Uh, there is philosophy and psychology, uh, like not only philosophy, there's psychology there too. I, I wish, uh, can I borrow your muse for a day, please? <laughs> it's very, very interesting. One. <laughs> it goes from really like um, the way you express it, it's beautiful. My muse is myriad forms, sometimes. A bold twist or others, an agent provocateur. That's you, absolutely your personality. <laughs> you just make me laugh. You really are honest here. Um, mm-hmm. Manifesting at once, you have both sides. That's for sure. Can be like a child, and um, it, it, it's it's. And you see the beauty of nature, how it affects you. The bird, the songs, and the symphony, the music. Um, there is peaceful skies, but there's also. <laughs> Um, as Mariah Fine of uh, what do you call it, eyesight, but you also have meditation of a third eye, <laughs> which can see things uh, then, then behind the two eyes. <laughs> it's just like amazing how you put it there. That's absolutely, I can see your personality in there because of dripping faucet of slamming door and regrets and of guilt, thirsty basis. Just really telling about who you are and the subconscious, and yet, yet it's philosophical and universal, but it really have a deep personal touch of who you, who you, how you think and how you observe things and how you take it. Amazing. Very inspiring. Thank you, Saul. I tell you what, personally, I don't want a third eye because I see enough bad stuff the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> you That's have just it. me. <laughs> you already have and, it. You already have the third eye. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, Dashcat, what do you think? 
well, it, it sounded like a, a real Renaissance man. There you go. That describes Oak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I liked it. And um, I, you know, um, I appreciated your, your rhyme sequences, too. They were, they were really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Boo, I, I got to let you say something, Boo. I see that. I don't even know where to start on this one. Yeah, this is amazing, and, and, and it is you, and, and everything that you are, You're like from fun to quirky to serious to musical to, you know, you have so many different facets. You're poetic and talented and musical, and it shows your spirituality and your intelligence as well. I think this is amazing. I already nominated it off the hook. Go, boy. Loved it, Oak. <laughs> Thank you. All right, and... Uh... Before I get Frank to comment and read, I'm going to say my thank yous because we got right around four minutes left. We will get all the comments in here. We will get Irish. Irish, we're going to get you read. Um, and like I said, we're going, to, we're going to do that to everybody. And um, let me take uh, let me make my thank yous first. I want to thank everybody who okay. called Polly Sella, Rack, Sticky, Becky, Sin, Randall, Rose, Blue, Crystal, Oak, Dash Pat, Frank, uh, Rick for writing, Joseph Moon, Irish, and Angel out on the board. You guys are all awesome. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. All right. Boo, we're going to have to put you on mute for a second. Sorry. I'm at work. Hi. All right. And uh, right now, you know, of course, thank Boo. She's the heart and soul of this whole place. She does an amazing job. With everything, and uh, she's the reason this place keeps on going. All right, Frank, if you want to say something about that last poem, you may, and then you can read your right. poem. This one here, I mean, I'll, I'll be just to, to the point here. This, this to me was a, a corollary of the intrinsic nature of deep rumination and sapience. That's what I was going to write. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Frank, you are up. Now, let me get to the poem. <laughs> All right. This is a classical Greek mythology. Right? So this is a poem. Oh, wait up. Somebody's writing, I think. I'm hearing something in the back. Um, this is a Pleasures and Dreams. And it goes like this. Oh, the Hades, wherefore of thou wit men of the dreams, what power for the soul of those here in prison are not able to dream of Elysium. Hast thou not heard the clamor of the unjust men? They are the men of Sparta and Athens, but no, they were killed. Obiter, fantasies. Thou hast imposed the wrath of others, Amos and Pan unto them in the eternal sleep. The almighty gods have abandoned them. In their hour of need. I, Morpheus, the son of Hypnos, in Persephia, the god of dreams, ask thee two questions only. Is there a purpose to serve thee, this drear and gloomy prison, 
about nocturnal pleasures and dreams. But I shall amuse myself immensely in the power of thy vanity and ego. If so, then know that a dream can become a nightmare. A bell or brass and ought to rid men so easily of their pleasures and dreams. No, men cannot be tamed forever. Wonderful. Absolutely spectacular, Frank. I love I love how you pulled all that stuff in there. And an amazing thing that a lot of people don't know is my the little town I live in is named Sparta. So you know, I'm I'm a man of Sparta. I'm a man of Sparta right now. So there you go. I love I love how you pull all that in. It, it's spectacular. Um, uh, let's get Salwa to comment first. What do you think about that, Salwa? I like I like how uh, very beautiful read as always. I like how you took the mythology to bring it back to the present. You, yes, you explain what happened in the past, but you took it to the present. We all have pleasures and dreams in each one of us. And um, the question that you put there, what power would the soul have if those have been prison were not able to dream? It's it, it just sometimes we are, we are, we almost like imprison ourselves with our thoughts or I feel like it's, uh, you take it to also philosophical level and, um, it has the layers and layers in there. I have to really take my time to go over each one of them, but that's what I see so far. And the vanity and ego, there's the layers of not only about the dream, but about the vanity and ego. The question is very, can I explain uh, the focus of, of the poem, I feel like the question that you put there. And the last stanza, if we saw then that a dream can become a nightmare, not only if we, like the pleasure of dreams supposed to be happy, but then life can affect our nightmares or, or become nightmares or even what we do with our thoughts can make it um, turn into nightmares. Very, very deep. I enjoyed it. Uh, if I can just say really quick, this poem is, is uh, personified and it's uh, accentuated in that first three words, oh, the Hades. <laughs> If you know what Hades and what it means, eternal life, the afterlife, well, to a certain extent, Greek mythology. This is what involves here just being in Hades. Wonderful. Thank you. Boo, what do you think? It's kind of funny because at first I, I, I thought you said the 80s, and I was like, wait a minute. And then I reading, and I said, this is the So then I went, I went back to it. But, um, I like that you use the, the Greek religion and the myth. It's the god of the dead and the king of the underworld. Uh, and that I think that's really cool. I love anything that has to do with that. And then, of course, your read is made for poetry, as always. And um, great messages in here. I'm trying to get back over there. There we go. Um, pleasures and dreams. Oh, you know, what we want to have and what we do have, uh, you know, how they vary. Um, and then you say that unjust. This is really deep, and I'm not really great with the mythology, but I think you're saying to respect what we have and 
see the purpose in life that we're here for and not worry about the fake and the vain and the egos of everybody else. It's just bullshit that doesn't really matter. Uh, in a less poetic way of me saying that. But I think that's a good question. Um, don't know if I'm right, but um, you can't be tamed forever, so you're going to be who you're going to be, um, whether people like it or not. And if not, they can kiss your ass, kind of. I don't know if I'm right, but that's what I see, right? Uh, am I way off? Probably. <laughs> 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 uh, I know it's not as poetic as you, but <laughs> I'm not. Everybody, hey, uh-huh. every, every every poem has its own interpretation from every reader. Yes, and that's the wonderful thing. That's the wonderful thing about poetry. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's so true. I want to know, Frank. Though I'm not close. <laughs> uh, it, well, let me just. I mean, I, I'll be brief here in the end of the rebuttal here. This this is basically. Uh, the concept of Hades—it's—it's—it's it's, it's like a, a yeah. hell. This is like hell, being yeah, being in being mm-hmm. in prison. Just not only a physical imprisonment. Yeah. This is yeah. also mental. And this is also yeah. emotional imprisonment of men deprived of any pleasures or dreams. This is what this mm-hmm. whole poem is about. Under uh, the layers of mythology. Got it. Okay. Good poem. I, All right, I, I noticed the lines the God the Almighty gods have abandoned them in their hour of need. Can you comment on that? Oh, it's well, I'm I'm, I'm uh, specifying the Greek gods here. Basically, uh, it's just a, a reference to uh, Hades itself. And what I, I'm not going to uh, go on too much on this because I don't want to take more time. This basically the the reference there of the Almighty Gods. It, it's a reference to the Greek gods and how these particular individuals who have been mentioned, the men of mm-hmm. Sparta, the men of Athens, how they mm-hmm. have been condemned and forsaken by the Almighty Gods of Greek mythology. That, that that's basically what the answer is to that. I can't I can't say it any other way. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, Frank. Great. Time. You want to you, you want to say anything else about that, Dad? Pat? No, that that was all. Thank you. Frank. All right, all right. We're going to do one more poem tonight. Any poem that's not read will be read on our house on Wednesday. Do not miss that noon Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, right now, she's been uh, patiently on hold the entire time listening to the show. And she's still there. Um, I'm going to read uh, a poem by Irish Scott called The Rain. And it goes like this. Rain, such a peaceful thing, yet it holds such pain, anguish, and sorrow. The clouds shed the tears of the angels as they weep for the sad, the lost, numb, and broken. People in this world, the rain gives comfort to those sad, broken souls in this cold, cruel society. In the midst of all the pain, sorrow, and heartbreak, the rain sheds the tears of those up above, giving peace and comfort, if only for a little while, to the tortured souls haunted by the ghosts. Of their wretched pasts. End poem. 
Oh, Irish, you just absolutely nailed it on this one. It's a very relatable piece. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to look at this, they're going to read it, and they're going to hear it, and they're going to understand exactly what it's about. They have their own their own reign to go through, their own reign to, um, to fall. And I think that you've done a wonderful job with this. So let me get a comment from uh, Frank. What do you think? Well, uh, first of all, let me say that I, I've gotten to know her in, in this month and um, set aside the things that we chat on chat room, but I've known a, a sense of her that's, uh, that's reflective in this poem. That's uh, caring. You know, how many of us really take time to really be there for those that we care about, those who are suffering? Uh, it, it's easy to say, and it's harder to do. But this is just a remarkable piece. Uh, yeah. I love the reference to, I love the reference to when she says, "People in this world." That's so powerful. In those four words, we could only heed that more. And she goes on and says, "The sad, broken souls in this cold, cruel society." Uh, that, that's very reflective of our own society. The rain shed the tears of those up above. I mean, how many of us don't reminisce? Those who passed away. Giving peace and comfort, if only for a little while, to the tortured soul that's, and then ended it with haunted by the ghost of the wretched past. I think all of us, all of us can confess here that we, to a great degree, do reminisce and do feel the torture of those wretched souls that are no longer living. I know I do. I know that I have um, reminisced of those of long, long ago, or even recently, that passed away, and they somehow remain as some form of a tortured ghost. This is just a remarkable piece. It just took me. It, it, it just left me. It just moved me. And I, I will tell her when I write her, uh, this just is a moving piece, and it's just uh, fantastic. And uh, Dash, Pat, what do you think? Oh, um... I, I'm sorry. I didn't get to hear all of that. I wasn't... I wasn't near the phone. Oh, that's okay. No problem. Uh, Sawa. Yes, I agree with Frank. Absolutely. This is, uh, I lost a lot of uh, family members tragically. And um, it just reminds my mind was going there when, when you're reading. It is very emotional and sorrowful. Like there is a longing even for the soul that are lost. Um, and the rain definitely is uh, so cleansing. It just brings peace. The rain gives comfort. The rain sheds the tears, not only gives comfort, it sheds tears about them and giving, but at the end it gives peace and comfort. Um, it's so beautiful, so moving, and they act very sad and sorrowful. And, Boo, I'm going to give you the last... Uh comment of the show. Well, you know, she's speaking to all of us. I mean, shoot, I've been seeing every ghost in the, down every road, up every mountain, and still standing. And uh, that's really what I think it comes down to. Um, you can let the ghost of your past pull you down, or you can go forward. And sometimes it's hard to move on. I, too, get stuck in the past, the problems that I have and I'm trying to work on. Um but she does relate to that so well, and I appreciate her staying on the phone the whole time. I mean, 
I wouldn't have the patience or the nerve, so I give you a lot of credit, props for that. Thank you for your support. Great poem. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, amazing comments, everybody. Great show. Love you all. You guys have just been absolutely fantastic. What's that, Boo? Told Frank and Selwa, I got a new one for him. Oh yeah, we got a we got a new p- new piano piece for for y'all uh, ending this show. Uh, Boo's playing the piano again for everybody. Thank you all for calling. We absolutely adore you all, and uh, we absolutely thank you all for for popping in and for saying hi. You guys have been absolutely awesome. And this has been an absolutely fantastic show. I'm uh, looking forward to doing Our House at noon on Wednesday. And then Becky has her show at 9 uh, Eastern Time on Friday. So we'll look look forward to every, seeing everybody then. Uh, what's that, Boo? Anniversary contest. Yes, absolutely. Make sure you check out our anniversary contest. It's still going on. We're giving away a gold and a silver membership. Uh, poems will be featured here on our anniversary show on the 31st, and we will not judge the contest. In We're going to judge that contest live on air. We're going to reveal who the gold winner is and who the silver winner is of our gold, of the gold membership and the silver membership. We're going to try something brand new on hey, air. I want I that. wanted to say, if you already have a gold and a silver membership and you don't really need it and you win, you can yeah. give it to someone else who might need it. Just okay. saying that. So, Good luck. Okay. Absolutely. Anybody can write for that that contest, even if you got gold and silver. And what Boo says is true. If you got someone picked out that you want to gift it with, we will give it to that person. But we're going to... Like I said, judge that contest on air, and we'll see how that works out. But in the meantime, let's hear Boo doing a little Mike and the Mechanics. What's the name of the song? Living Years. Living Years.
Good night. Buenas noches. Bonne Sorry, I was on mute, and I wanted to say that that's a, that is an amazing, amazing song, and uh, amazing job. Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Did it cut off? Was it longer? No, it wasn't. Uh, that's that's all she recorded for me. She has a longer version. Okay. She has to find it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right stay, stay safe. Yeah. You too. This is JCA signing off. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.